It is a district final in the OHSAA girls soccer. Welcome to Anderson Redskins Soccer and AndersonRedskins.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. Alongside our producers and engineers, Brock Faulkner and Mike Reeder, I am Jason Griefer. So delighted you were here with us for what should be an exciting contest. Anderson Redskins looking to move on and win the district today to move on to the regionals next week. In the way, the Saints of Seton High School. This is a rematch of the season opener for both of these schools in which Anderson defeated Seton by a score of 3-0. Both teams outstanding seasons overall. Seton 13-3-2 on the year under head coach Marissa Wolf and Anderson with the win Monday over Mount Notre Dame improved to 13-1-3, avenging their lone loss on the year that was to Mount Notre Dame. They're led by head coach Michael Boyd. Of course, Anderson trying to rally the troops now after the injury and subsequent loss of their best player, Carly Steiner, in the sectional opener against Western Brown, suffered an injury and she is out for the season. So it's relying on everybody else to step up from there. And Jordan Geis picked up the slack on Monday in that sectional final slash district semifinal game. She scored both goals in Mount Notre Dame's 2-0 win. Give her four goals. So, uh, Carl, so, so Jordan Geis with four goals already in the sectional had two had two goals against Western Brown at a 4-0 win and and the lone two in the 2-0 win over Mount Notre Dame. Seen on the other side, they are on a roll. Shutouts in four straight matches. They've won 10 straight overall, outscoring their opponents by a score of 42 to seven. Four nil wins over West Claremont and Mercy McCauley to get to this point. We'll step aside for just a moment. When we come back, we will have the opening tap of this district final between Anderson and Seton here on AndersonRedskins.org and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. We are just about set for this district final to get underway between Anderson and Seton. As I said before the break, this is a rematch of the season opener between these two schools in which Anderson won by a score of 3-0. In that match, Carly Steiner, a goal and an assist. As we said, she is out today and out for the season 
after sustaining an injury in the sectional opening 4-0 win over Western Brown. Kate Dorco and Hannah Keith, the other goal scorers in that game. In fact, that goal for Hannah Keith, her only goal of the season thus far. On the other side for Seton, they're led by a three-headed monster of Ellie Flower, Julia Hoffman, and Haley Ottenreib. Those three young ladies in all in the top four in scoring in the GGCL. Ellie Flower, 16 goals, 11 assists. Julia Hoffman, 10 goals, 6 assists. And Haley Ottenreib, 11 goals and 4 assists. And they've been racking up the goals over this 10-match win streak. They've been outscoring their opponents by a score of 42-7. to On the other side for Anderson, another shutout. On Monday, giving them out 12 shutouts on the season. Anderson has allowed just six goals in 17 matches on the season. The winner here advances to the regional semifinal next Tuesday night to take on the winner of Dayton Carroll and Lakota West. Time and location yet to be determined. That will be figured out in the coming days. So stay tuned to AndersonRedskins.org. Should the Redskins advance after today's match, they'll take on either the winner of Dayton Carroll or Lakota West in the regional semifinal next Tuesday night. Anderson will once again, as the home squad, wear the black uniforms with orange numerals and letters and a little bit of white trim. Seton, the Saints, white jerseys, black shorts, and green numerals and letters. You can hear off in the distance the final gathering of the Redskins before they take the field. Of course, Ann Taylor will be in net for the Redskins again. A shutout Monday. That's been the norm for her all year. A save percentage of over 900. She has been spectacular. And on the other side, Sarah O'Shea will start for Seton in, old, in goal. Wouldn't be surprised to see Natalie Shuddy, the backup keeper, get some action today. They've split a lot of time on the season. O'Shea, nine goals allowed on the season. A save percentage of 9-10. Seton won the toss, and they will they will have the opening tap. And a good crowd here at Princeton High School, Pat Mancuso Field, a wonderful host this always is for any kind of sporting event today, no doubt. Perfect weather conditions today. We are underway in this district final. Into the middle, we continue to move now at the right side, and Seton trying to move it forward, but it's picked off by... Mackenzie Burdick for Anderson. They'll have four along the back line, Anderson will. And on the left side, Elena Sullivan trying to move at the left side. It's over towards the Seton bench on the far side. We're across the way from the Seton bench again. The Anderson bench right down below us here at the press box. Up the left side, Seton trying to retreat. Now ball moving into the middle, and Jordan Geis nearly had an interception there. It's headed twice back towards midfield. Up the middle, Geis with a chip over to the right side, and Riley Zimmerman. Zimmerman around one defender trying to make a move forward. Nice move around Jessica McKeel. Ball in to the middle here. Emily Duffy driving at the t during the 18. Will put one on there, and it is punched over the net by Sarah O'Shea. Good effort from distance from Duffy from about 20 yards out, and a nice save by O'Shea as that ball was fluttering when it arrived on frame, and she had to punch it over the top. So Anderson just over a minute into the contest, has a corner kick. They did not have one of those against Mount Notre Dame, I believe, until the waning moments of that match. So a good sign here early for Anderson. Free kick taken, curling towards the net. O'Shea punches it again, still alive inside the box. And finally, Seton does clear off the right side, and they will send it down the field. And Elena Sullivan will try and track it down near midfield. It's picked off by a Saint. 
Now they'll get reorganized as moving it forward is Olivia Moss, the sophomore for Seton. Now left side, this is Haley Ottenrive. She can really score. Now on the right side, Seton, Seton moving in. Shot and a save by Taylor as moving forward was Moss. Went over from left to right and put a shot down. Didn't get any lift on it at all. Made it an easy save for Ann Taylor. It goes out for a throw to Seton. Now on the far side taking it is Ellie Flower, one of the best in the GGCL. Puts it into the middle. It's sent away by Anderson, and now they will look to move, possibly head on the counter. Zimmerman on the right side. She'll check it up towards the left side and looking to try and chase it down there. Looks like that was Sarah Sweeney, but that's too far out of her reach. The ball is kicked out onto the Seton bench, and it will be a throw in for the Saints. Two and a half minutes gone by here in the first half. And both teams with good chances early on in this district final. So Seton will throw it in directly in front of its own bench. And a throw goes between the wickets of its intended target. It was eventually knocked away by Sweeney and out of bounds. They'll say it deflected off of the shoulder of one of the Saints on the far side. It'll be an Anderson throw. Playing with an orange and black ball once again. That's fun and easy to keep track of. A throw not able to be handled inside by Kate Dorco. She lost it out, so Seton has another throw on the far sideline. Throwing it down and attempted to head her forward by Flower. Not going to do much. Burdick will take it for Anderson. She'll clear up the side for another throw. Had a lot of these, which makes it fun as a broadcaster on Monday night to have a lot of throws the complete opposite side of the field. And we continue that here early on. Anderson. Trying to press it towards the midfield, and Seton goes back to recover right at the midfield line. A dangerous back pass there, and Zimmerman nearly picked it off for Anderson. Would have had a free run at the keeper had she gotten through. Now up the left sideline, easy interception there. Not a good pass forward by McKeel. It's picked off by McKenzie, Madeline Long, I should say, the freshman. The ball is tapped out, and they will say initially signaled Seton's throw in, but they corrected it to Anderson at the correct call. The official corrected himself. Now headed in, and Zimmerman's going to check it out to the far side and try to chase it down as Dorco, maybe a little too far out of her range. She'll try and keep it alive, though. I'm wrong there. Makes a move around Maddie Langdon, the freshman, for Seton. Now it's chipped back towards the midfield line, and finally Seton will send it down the right sideline of the field where it will go out for an Anderson throw. 35-50 on the clock. We're still scoreless here in this district final. The winner goes to the regionals next Tuesday night in the semifinal to take on the winner of Dayton Carroll and, Lod and Lakota West, who are also in action tonight. We know it will take place next Tuesday night. The, the location of that still yet to be determined. Headed forward off the throw by Jordan Geis on the left side. She's been the star of the regional thus far for Anderson. Lost it in the middle, though, this time. Flag is up on the near side as they tried to send it back down the field. It will be... An offside call on Seton is Ellie Flower was just a step and a half on the other side of the Anderson defense. So a free kick coming, and Mackenzie Burdick will take it, and a long kick down the field. Geis is out there, and a shot in just goes wide. Oh, Jordan Geis would love to have that one back. O'Shea came out and charged, and Geis was alone and onside and just pushed it. Oh, what a tough break there for the Redskins. She was one-on-one. -on -one. O'Shea was charging. The, the ball stayed on the ground and easily went by O'Shea, but was just off frame. So much like Monday night, Anderson has a golden opportunity. Go by the wayside early on. 
Seaton looking to take advantage now. They have it on the right side, now easily displaced. And taking it back is Hunter Razor for Anderson. The ball eventually cleared out for a Seaton throw. 34-15 on the clock. And Seaton has to move back closer to the midfield line for the throw. And they will throw it in on that far side there off of a couple of bodies. It's eventually, again, signaled out off of a body of an, of an Anderson player. I believe it was Sweeney. And another throw for Seaton, some 15 yards closer to the Anderson net. And the ball eventually deflected into the middle. And of scrum forward eventually turned over to Jordan Geis. They were trying to back tap it. She gets it up the right side. Zimmerman trying to chase it down, but it's eventually cleared away and backed to O'Shea by Jessica McKeel. Header into the middle. Nice play on the header to move it into the middle by Ottenreib. And eventually Anderson takes it back, though. Sweeney now to Long on the right side. Madeline Long now back to Sweeney. Not good spacing between the two, and and eventually Sweeney lost it out of play on the near sideline. Seaton has it for a throw. McKeel has it, now moves it into the middle, and Christy Rolfus now left side. They'll try and scoot it up the left sideline. Flowers, the nearest Saint there, trying to chase it down, couldn't do it. Elena Sullivan there on the right sideline, and Flower with the slide tackle boots the ball out for an Anderson throw. I expect to see a lot of one-on-one -on -one matchup between Sullivan and Flower today with Carly Steiner not in the lineup for Anderson. Seaton has another throw after Geis couldn't control the previous attempt by the Redskins. Getting a running start on the throw there is Jessica McKeel. Seaton maintains possession for the moment. Now a careless turnover and Sweeney the right sideline, trying to move it down the field. Zimmerman hustling to chase it down, but Libby Vale is going to beat her to the spot, and it's eventually deflected out for an Anderson throw, but right parallel to the top of the 18, so that's at least good news for Anderson. They've moved it down within striking range, and Burdick, the defensive middle defender, for Anderson will come in for the throw. She'll get a couple of steps and, and heave it in towards the middle. Nobody in particular there except the Seton Saint initially. Now Anderson has it back for the moment. Hunter Razor had it for a moment, lost it, goes out of bounds for another Anderson throw. 31-45 on the clock, still scoreless. And Burdick will come with another overhand toss. Into the middle, Geis plays it to herself off a of one tap to the top of the box. Shot is in, and O'Shea has to make a diving save. I think it surprised her that that ball got in there off the shot from Dorco, but O'Shea was right there to make the save. The shot didn't have a lot of mustard on it, but O'Shea still had to make a diving stop. Seaton trying to counter attack here, and, but Madeline Long has it for Anderson, plays it up the right side to Zimmerman. Now to Sweeney and back to Sullivan on the back line. Sullivan will play it back to the keeper. Taylor, Seaton exuding a lot of pressure. Taylor will be aggressive in coming out of the goal. Saw that half, half a dozen times in the win over Mount Notre Dame on Monday. Up the left side now, Anderson trying to move, but it's intercepted and cleared out. And it will be an Anderson throw. Clearing it out was Megan Beal for the Seaton Saints. Both teams with 13 wins on the season. And now a huge collision going for the ball off the throw-in as Megan Beal just went up from behind and cleared out the Anderson player going up for the ball. I believe that was Geis, and a foul is called. So 
should be a free kick here for Anderson. And she just went up and we just gave one of those uh, checks from behind that uh, I know Mike Reeder probably saw a time or two on the hockey rink. Free kick in. Geist on the right side. She's there. Uh, t uh, tapped it in the air to try and head it to herself. Still in play inside the box. Geist looking for an option. Circles out. Now moving out a little further away. Sweeney gets around one defender to the left side. Scoots it into the middle and shot eventually finds its way to O'Shea. I don't think it was intended to be a shot. I think she was looking more for a cross, but O'Shea smothers it. Anderson much more aggressive here in the opening 10 minutes in their offensive game than I would say they were on Monday night. Had a couple of moments against Mount Notre Dame early on, but they have their chances, and, and Seton has shown through the season they will give up some opportunities. Their defense has certainly tightened down over the last 10, only giving up seven goals, but before that they had multiple games where they give up three-plus Battle forward on the right side, eventually trying to be taken down by Julia Hoffman for Seton. She still has it and gets tripped on the play, and they're going to say it's a clean tackle for Anderson, but Seton gets it right back as Anderson couldn't do anything on the counter. It's cleared out of play for an Anderson throw. Just over 10 minutes gone by here in the first half of this district final. Anderson and Seton still scoreless. A throw in right to a Saints defender sent down the field, and Flower trying to head it forward. And eventually, Sweeney, nice move around two Saints forwards to try and move it forward. Sarah Sweeney still possessing it, still working forward. Now he's poked away by Ottenreib. Haley Ottenreib up ahead to Flower. Good back tap there, but Burdick is there. Still on goal, and Taylor's to come out and make a save. Play is still alive. Taylor makes another save, and eventually it's going to be cleared away by Madeline Long. Taylor was some five yards outside of the 18 to make a couple of saves. The ball is eventually cleared off the sideline for a Seton throw. But Seton, so far, when they've gotten chances, has generally been on the counterattack and nearly one getting in there. But Taylor, aggressive to deny. Two-on-two -two battle on the far sideline for the ball. It's eventually chipped forward to Geis. She's trying to hit it to the left side to Dorco. Dorco wasn't expecting it. Hunter Razor trying to play it. Now Dorco up the left side. Dorco has speed. Now Geis with the tap ahead to Dorco, but... The angle of the pass let it out of play for another seat and throw. 28 minutes remaining on the clock. No subs yet in for either school. We'll probably see some as we near the midway point of the half. Turned over in the midfield. Zimmerman, a little back tap to herself, trying to work on the left side. She's battling against Libby Vale. And Zimmerman ups ahead, trying to get it ahead to Dorco. Probably not going to work, though, is eventually corralled by Rolfus and eventually out for an Anderson throw. Jordan Geis will take it there. And now she chucks it over to Mackenzie Burdick. Burdick, the much better of the thrower between the two. You want Geis' scoring abilities towards the net anyway. Burdick will start at about the middle of the track that goes around the field here at Pat Mancuso Field and throws it into the middle. Nobody plays it initially. It's eventually taken by the Saints. They'll chip it up the left side. Madeline Long trying to be aggressive and playing for it, maybe overplayed it. And now Seton trying to move. Ottenreib up the left side, working against Long. Haley Ottenreib spins and gets by Long. Coming to the left side, into the middle. And somebody is there for Seton. And a play is made by Ann Taylor once again. That was Victoria Zapasati. He was in the middle all alone. And if Ann Taylor doesn't recognize that and come out and smother it, Seton probably has a goal. And you said it, Jason. She, 
She's very aggressive. I mean, that time she came out to about the 15-yard line on the football field here to make that save. Sullivan now working back to Burdick, and Burdick will clear it out of play. Yeah, good aggressive chances here for Seton, specifically on the counter, but Taylor has been even more aggressive. And I tell you, Brock, without that aggressive play, Seton probably already has one in the net, if not two. Yep, you're absolutely right about that. She's been the, the game changer here in the first uh, 14 minutes of the, of the game so far. Olivia Moss on the right side, looking on the right side. It's intercepted, and Dorco's trying to interrupt the left side. Dorco can fly. It's three on three moving forward. Dorco still evaluating on the left side, trying to get it down on the left side, still battling for it, so she's eventually displaced. That was also Dorsey in the area for Anderson. A quick throw in off the sideline, taken and chipped into the middle and unable to be played by Emily Duffy. A Seton player goes down, and a foul will be called against Anderson. So a free kick coming for the Saints. 25-20 to go in the first half, and we're still nil-nil. Just a short kick, and Seton will gather themselves with the possession. Ottenreib. Into the middle, now moving forward to Flower as she is battling with Sullivan. I thought that would be the case all day, that Sullivan's primary Sullivan was, Simon, I should say, would be Flower. Now out and right about the left side, trying to move it forward to Flower. Flower is, has space there, but Taylor is there again, coming out of the box to swallow it up before Flower can do anything with it. Kick into the midfield, and Zimmerman has it for Anderson. Now back to Razor, and now Sweeney. Sweeney's done a nice job with possession thus far, trying to move it forward in the middle. Dorco couldn't get the angle to try and chase it down. Zimmerman wasn't there either, and Seton eventually clears it out into its own bench for an Anderson throw. A quick throw in, trying to catch Seton asleep there. Doesn't work. The Saints will send it down the right sideline, and it will go out of play again for another Anderson throw, this time near the midfield line. 24 minutes left on the clock, still scoreless. That ball deflected out this time. Anderson not a good job handling that throw in, and they lose it out. So Seton now will throw it in on the Anderson side of the pitch. Down the right sideline, not a good throw again, but it's headed out by Anderson. And sometimes you'll see teams do that. Throw it down the field and just hope the defending team just heads it out parallel to where they are at, and you just move a little further down the field, 15 yards, and you try it again. Now Seton trying to make a play on the left side. Moving forward is McKeel. McKeel on the left side, down inside the box, and a shot into the middle, and a, really a passing attempt was easily cleared away by Anderson. It's back towards the midfield, but Seton maintains possession as Anderson's trying to get reorganized. Out to the far side. Dorco showing good pressure. Also out there, just couldn't quite get it. Now off the right sideline, Julia Hoffman trying to drive down that right edge. So try and send it in the middle, but it's blocked out. And a nice job to block that out there by the Redskin defender. Couldn't tell who that was from here. But nevertheless, to deny the crossing opportunity for the Saints. Working forward is Zapasati. And that ball goes too far over the end line. This time it'll be a goal kick for Anderson. Good action back and forth thus far. Yep, both teams are, are really using the momentum and, and countering uh, each attacks really well. 
Um, and, and you like to see the game plan here from the Saints. Um, when they get Anderson gets the ball down inside their territory, they just go ahead, kick it out of bounds, wait for everybody to get set up. That way they can minimize the chances they give Anderson. Hoffman had to save the ball from going out and just kicked it a mile in the air, and we're trying to battle possession for it. It's a pinball effect down on Anderson's side. Now on the right side, Seaton has it, trying to lead it down into the box. Flower is down there. Taylor aggressive, has to hustle back into the net, and it's still alive for the moment. Now Anderson finally does clear, and Taylor is back in the net, and now it's taken away by Sweeney. Sarah Sweeney looking for an option. Not much is there right now. Anderson trying to push those forwards up towards midfield and couldn't quite do it. Madeline Long has it back. And the one-touch pass, not a good one for Sweetie. It's turned over to Flower. Flower trying to clear to the middle, but Sullivan meets her right there to intercept it. Geist trying to head it to the right side to Zimmerman. Couldn't quite get it there. Nicely done there by Libby Vale to intercept. And now Dorco has it in the, in the midfield. Working over on the left side to Duffy. And Duffy, the pass too far and wide for Dorco. On the far sideline, Seaton will throw it in with 21-20 in the half. And it looks like uh, Anderson will send a sub in at the next stoppage in play. That'll be Abby Ellis. She was the first sub off the bench for Anderson Monday in the win over Mountain Notre Dame, and that will continue here today. And she will take the place of Riley Zimmerman. Ellis not as aggressive and looking for her offensive game as is Zimmerman, but I think provides more of a steady handler especially in the defensive midfield when she is there. Ball headed out by Seaton. It will be an Anderson throw. About 10 yards into Seaton territory. Let's call it 15 yards into Seaton territory. Throwing off the chest of Geis. Eventually is taken back and deflected to Geis. Geis trying to make through, trying to get the Dorco on the left side. It's picked off. Seaton with it and unable to control it as they were trying to move it forward as Julia Hoffman. It's out for another Anderson throw. Pass down deep, and eventually O'Shea has to get it. It trickled all the way through, and Abby Ellis, the nearest Redskin there, but she was some five yards away from O'Shea, no, no real threat. O'Shea will launch one over the midfield line off the back of the head of Flower and eventually taken by Sweeney. And on the far sideline, they'll say Hoffman touched it last as she and Sweeney collided shoulder to shoulder. Anderson has it. Up the left side, Dorco. Dorco looking for a run up that left side, trying to get around. Megan Beal, she has speed, but Beal, good job there to maintain with her. And a foul is going to be called, I believe, on Dorco as she was trying to come through and around Beal. She, I think she used the hands to try and push Beal off to the side, so a foul called on Dorco as she was trying to cut back towards the middle. So Beal with the free kick there, and Flower Trying to do almost a karate-style move to keep it in play on the right sideline. Now moving back into the top of the 18 for Seton. As Dorco was charging, they'll send it off the sideline. That was Olivia Moss, and it will be a throw-in for Anderson parallel to the top of the 18. Lana Sullivan will throw it in. 19 minutes remaining here in the first half. Still scoreless in this district final. Moving towards the top, and it was eventually worked back to Sweeney, and she lost it. Now a sliding attempt to moving forward for Seton, and now they finally organized it, have the Saints. Up the left sideline, it's chipped down. Haley Ottenreib is out there. Long is with her. Ottenreib's trying to cross over. She does. Haley Ottenreib pass into the middle, and I think she might have just mishit that as she was looking 
towards Hoffman in the middle. It went about uh, two feet right to Mackenzie Burdick of Anderson. Madeline Long heads it forward and away for Anderson and fights through Ottenreib to get it back. Still fighting there. Madeline Long still fighting. The ball is eventually deflected, and Anderson will send it the right side to Geis, but she could not keep it in play. It's over to Steeton on a throw right at the midfield line. We've only seen one sub thus far, and it came from Anderson, and it's Abby Ellis. Seaton has yet to bring anybody in off the bench. 18 minutes remaining here in the first half. A short throw. It's eventually poked away by Hunter Razor of Anderson, and she'll move Seaton about 15 yards back onto their side of the pitch, and we'll try it again. It's eventually deflected by Abby Ellis. She's trying to move forward. Emily Duffy now battling with Moss for it. Moss out the right side, and a run is there for Seton on that right side. And moving down there, and Burdick eventually comes through and clears away. I think the second touch for Maddie Langdon, the freshman defender on that far side, had a bit too much mustard on it. It allowed Burdick to come through and clear it away with no harm done. So Langdon will throw it in from the far side. Maddie Langdon... A uh, freshman defender, but she has five assists on the year. No goals, but she can definitely dish it out. Burdick over to the far sideline, and Sullivan just has to play it off that sideline, and Seton will have another throw deep in Anderson territory, 17 minutes remaining on the clock in this first half. Langdon throws it in. Sullivan's the nearest redskin in the area. It's eventually chipped backwards, and Seton will try it again. They'll have to move a little further back as Flower will throw it in this time. And she will get a running start. Fakes once, now throws it in. It's eventually played off of the body of Catherine Dorsey of Anderson and cleared out. Jordan Geis, about 15 yards shy of midfield, trying to send it forward, but not the right idea in doing so. Should have played it out to the right side. Now it's eventually taken back by Anderson and Emily Duffy into the middle, and Geis wasn't there. Geis out of position as they were trying to get it forward from Hunter Razor, and Geis just too shallow up the right side. Trying to find their way are the Saints. Still battling for them on the right side. It's Zaposati. Zaposati clears into the middle. It's an open chance there at the top of the box, and Anderson clears away again. Some sloppy handling on the end line on a couple of occasions for Anderson, but they've gotten away with it. The ball eventually cleared it onto the sideline for a seat and throw. 15.45 remaining in the half, and Anderson and Seaton still scoreless here in this district final. Off the throw, it's eventually played by Anderson towards the midfield. Geis heads it forward right at the midfield line. It's played, though, by Libby Vale back into Anderson's side of the pitch. On the left side now, trying to move it there, and Madeline Long will let it go out as Haley Ottenreib could not field it either. Madeline Long, long throw up to Jordan Geis. Geis slipped as she was trying to make a move, and it was a little slow in getting up. Looks like she's okay. Has a little bit of a hitch in her getting up now. That happened the other night as well on the wet field up at Lakota West due to all the rain we had on Monday. But it looks like she's okay now. Long play on the far sideline. Dorco trying to apply some pressure, but Langdon has it for Seton. 15 minutes remaining here in the first half, and what's been a really good back-and-forth battle between these two elite programs, but nobody's been able to find the net thus far. Anderson has a throw on the far side as they were looking towards Flower on the right side and couldn't do anything with it. It's eventually thrown forward, and an Anderson player trying to 
play a glancing blow off the back of her head to move it forward. Couldn't do it, and it went out for a Seton throw just near the midfield line. Langdon throws it in. It's tapped up toward the right side and trying to make a move is Zapasati. Zapasati still over there, bumped a couple of times by Dorsey. We play on. She plays it into the middle, and Anderson eventually clears it in deep towards the Seton net this time. Jordan Geis trying to make a run, and she was cleared out by Megan Beal, and a foul is called on Beal. She doesn't like it. But there's not really, no, not really any reason for Beal to initiate the contact on Geis as that ball was some 10 yards away from those two with another Saints defender in between. So now Anderson's going to have a really good opportunity here about 12 yards outside of the box for a free kick, and Mackenzie Burdick will move it a couple yards further back, and she will take the free kick. Anderson will load up heavy on the right side and try and get somebody on a run. Burdick on the free bills, take a short one instead to the left side, and moving in is Dorsey on that left side there, and Seaton is there to clear it away. Burdick keeps it in play for the moment. No pressure on her yet. She'll chip it towards the right side. Geis is out there, and a bit of extra pressure on that right side from Abby Ellis, and it's eventually, though, over the end line for a goal kick. Burdick trying to get a little too cheeky with the play and trying to go to the near side. Anderson will send a sub in. It'll be Brooke Berry in to the match for the first time. She'll take the place of Kate Dorco, who's had a really good first half on the left side. 13 minutes remaining in the half, and our second sub in for the Redskins. O'Shea sends one out there. It's eventually headed back towards her, though, by Anderson. Seton, though, trying to play it, and Jordan Geis with a strong tackle of Jessica McKeel to get the ball back. Now Ellis into the middle, and eventually there is Barry to play it back to Elena Sullivan. Sullivan on the right side looking for Geis. It's played away, though, by McKeel at the top of the box. Ball still being decided for. Now Seton eventually clears it out of harm's way. It goes out of bounds on the near sideline for a Seton throw-in. 12-15 on the clock. McKeel will take the throw for the Saints, and she'll do it on that left sideline. And Anderson somehow able to keep it in play. Nice job by Duffy to keep the ball in play. And now a second attempt is given away by Burdick as she tried to play it on the right sideline to Dorsey, and it went right through Dorsey's legs and out for a seat and throw. Less than 12 on the clock. Ottenrad takes the initial play off the throw and sends it back to Beal. Beal frontward, intercepted by Elena Sullivan. Chance here for a counterattack on the left side. Trying to chase it down is Brooke Barry, but the defense is there for Seton, and they will play it out, and it will go on the other, the good side of the corner stick for Anderson. It will result in a corner. Boy, what a miss hit on that far side. I believe that was the freshman, Maddie Langdon. She was trying to play it out on the sideline and just miss hit it, and they wound up hitting the – Flag stick on that far side and going out over the goal line, so it is a free kick for the Redskins. And here they come in with a high playable ball. It's in there and deflected up into the air once and twice, trying to settle it down. A shot is in and ju goes just wide. Emily Duffy somehow got a ball through the traffic but missed right of the frame. So Anderson has had opportunities on both of their corners thus far, just not able to capitalize on the play. A couple of subs in for Seton for the first time, one of them being Sophie Re Sophie Robel, the sophomore, and it looks like the other sub coming in 
will be Bridget Kemper. Ball headed in off the kick there. Ellis has it for Anderson for the moment. Slipped as she was trying to move it forward. The ball is sent deep in Anderson territory, and Ann Taylor is with it. Pressure coming from Hoffman, but she clears it out of the way. Now long. Trying to move it forward. Sweeney up the right sideline. Off the back heel of Ellis. Just bad luck there. She was trying to move it, I think, ahead to Geis for a run down the right sideline, and Ellis just wrong place, wrong time. It went out for a seat and throw. Burdick eventually takes this one off of the throw and is squirted through multiple players and sends it high and out of play again. Ten minutes remaining here in the first half. We are still scoreless. And not because of lack of chances. Absolutely not. Both teams have had more than their fair chances. Both both schools' keepers have been aggressive and very sure-handed. Ottenrye will throw it in, and that ball cleared out by Anderson, so Seaton will move about 30 yards downfield, and we'll try it again. Haley Ottenrye tied for third in the GGCL in scoring. Anderson clears another one out, and Ottenrye will stay at the same spot and try it again. She eventually get it in and head it back, and not a good pass back to her on the play from Sophie Schutte. And eventually, I believe a foul is called against uh, Seaton. No, they'll say it was just cleared out. It looked like Anderson was momentarily setting up for a free kick, and it says just the throw. Burdick will send it forward towards Geis. It gets by her, and a miss hit by the Seaton defender trying to play it. Abby Ellis on the right side chips it forward down towards the Seaton goal, and O'Shea is there, and nobody close for Anderson to make a play on it. 8.45 remaining in the half, still nil-nil. Boot towards the midfield. Should he there? First had the first tap, couldn't play the second time. Now taking the far side, Brooke Berry, a back tap there, but it's poked away nicely. Flower trying to chase it down the far sideline, couldn't do it. And the ball is out for an Anderson throw. Perfect night weather-wise here at Princeton High School. Not really any clouds in the sky. Temperatures in the mid-60s. Good night for uh, high school soccer. Much different than what it was on Monday night for Anderson, that's for sure. And much different than it will be on Saturday when a lot of boys' teams are in action around here. It's potential for a lot of rain. Off the throw and Ottenride moving forward on Anderson. Shot is there, and it is wide of the frame. She was one-on-one -on -one battling with Madeline Long, and I think Long put enough pressure on it that Ottenreib couldn't curl it around the leg of Long, and it went wide, no threat. Taylor was there to shut down the right side of the, of the goal anyway, but a nice job by Madeline Long, the freshman, coming over from her right back spot to play in the middle to deny Ottenreib the chance to put the ball on frame. Seaton gets it back, though. Flower on the far side has it deflect off of Sullivan and out for a Saints throw. 7.20 remaining in the half. Who can break through here? That's the question. Both schools have had opportunities. Seaton more so really the latter half of this first half. It was Anderson looking for opportunities really in the first 20 minutes. Anderson has a throw and a tap forward for the Redskins. Is eventually taken back, though, by Seaton. Flower has on the far sideline, or at least she tried to initially, but couldn't quite get there. And we have a couple of subs coming in for uh, Anderson. Katie McCullough 
one of the subs coming in for Anderson and also Riley Zimmerman back in. And we're eventually back to play after the subs come in. Seaton with it for the moment. It's intercepted, though. Now chipping forward off the right side and trying to chase it down is Katie McCullough right in. But a nice job by the Seaton defender to cut her off before she could manage anything with it. She'll send it off the sideline for a throw. McCullough had a step. The ball just really died when it took the first hop on the field. And eventually McKeel was the one that poked it away for Seaton. So Madeline Long will come up and take the throw. Good throw in the middle. This is playable. Geis trying to head it towards net a little too far out to really do anything with it. Seton trying to clear it away, and they do. 5.40 remaining. Burdick heads it up into the air. Sweeney trying to play it. Now Long negotiating with Rolfus, and it's eventually deflected out, and it will be another Saints throw on the near sideline right at midfield. Sophie Roble will throw it in for the moment. No, now, now she's not. Never mind. Looks like we have a sub in for Seton. No, actually, McKeel's just going to come over from the right back spot all the way to the left side of play to throw it in. McKeel's very versatile. We've seen her play at left back, at right back. She will also occasionally move up and play forward for the Saints team. That's a very versatile squad. She'll throw it in this time, and it's taken by Burdick of Anderson. Burdick sends it forward to Zimmerman. Zimmerman with the tap, trying to get it forward to McCullough. Couldn't quite do it. Long heads it into the middle. Jordan Geis is there. Geis playing back more towards the midfield with McCullough and Zimmerman. And McCullough heads it to herself, still battling with McKeel. Eventually, Geis comes away with it. Geis trying to make a breakthrough, but it's nicely poked away by Zapasati of Seton. Saints take it back. Now Geis trying to fight with McKeel. Couldn't quite do it. McKeel went down as she was battling with Geis. The ball goes out of play for an Anderson throw. 4.25 remaining in the first half. Balls have played out about 20 yards down the field, and Anderson will try it again. Long will throw it in again. Long throws it towards Zimmerman. It goes over her head, and Seton clears it back towards midfield. Sweeney tries to send it right back in. Zapasati plays the head game, too, and we're playing the ping-pong effect here. Trying to move it down towards the top of the box is Anderson. They can't quite do it on the left sideline. An unfortunate break as McKeel, with a sliding attempt to keep it in play, Actually played it off of the knee of McCullough, and it went out for a seat and throw. Just bad break there for McCullough. Another attempt thrown forward, and Seaton has another throw about 10 yards forward, about 15 yards shy of midfield. McCullough with the intercept. Now Sweeney. Sweeney will work it back to Burdick, and Anderson will try and reset with 3.30 to go in the half. Burdick still playing, and she's out near the midfield line. Sullivan played it back in a risky play, and Sullivan... Has eventually seen it deflect towards her natural spot, left back, working its flower, and I believe a foul is going to be called before that play against Anderson. And so Seton will have a free kick. And they'll have it at about, the, about 10 yards into Anderson territory. Julia Hoffman will take the free kick. 
Off the left side, she gets it to Ellie Flower. Flower, the leading scorer in the GGCL, has two defenders on her, working her way into the left corner. Flower still battling with Sullivan into the middle. Zaposati is there, but is eventually poked away by Madeline Long. Boy, this freshman, Madeline Long, continues to impress on that back line. Ball eventually all the way out to midfield. McKeel with the side spinner stays in play, though. Nice hustle by Ottenrived. Eventually, Zaposati plays it on the left sideline, but nobody there for Anderson, and Sullivan will play it back towards midfield. McCullough missed trying to send it forward. McKeel lost on the left sideline, and they'll say it goes out. I'm, we're right over the top of that here in the press box. I couldn't quite tell. Look close to staying in play. 2-10 remaining in the half. Madeline Long throws it in to Zimmerman, a nice soft header over towards Brooke Berry. Berry up the left side and trying to send one forward to Zimmerman to chase it down, but it's cut off by Megan Beal. Beal working all the way over the right side for Seton, gets it into the middle, but to nobody in particular. And before she can do that, though, they're going to say, I believe she just lost it out of play on the sideline before she cleared it in the middle. So an Anderson throw with 145 on the clock. On the left side, McKeel heads it. It's eventually poked away. That was Dorsey trying to move through, but she couldn't corral it. Seton has another throw with 90 seconds on the clock. Hoffman on the right side has three black shirts around her. You can understand why. She is an outstanding scorer. Tried to the sliding pass over to Zaposati on the right side. Just missed the mark, and Anderson has another throw right at midfield with 110 on the clock. Sullivan plays it straight up into the air and eventually finds its way to Jordan Geis. Geis has two defenders on her, still comes away with it the first time, and she's bumped down to the ground, and she is down. A collision on the play with Sophie Schutte, and Jordan Geis still down on the play, and Sullivan just plays it out of play, and I believe we're going to have a stoppage here with 42 seconds, 41 on the clock as, as uh, Geis and Schutte collided for it. Uh, Jordan Geis went down. And the training staff will indeed come out and look at her because it looked like she was holding either up her shoulder or her neck. I think she's working her neck right here, but uh, a, scary, a scary play nonetheless. And it looks like Geis will come off and Dorco will take her place. And in this situation, Brock, I would say with 40 seconds left, no, no need to put Geis back on before halftime. Yeah, absolutely. Just take her out and make sure everything's all right. Um, you know, you don't want to risk anything, uh, especially with 40 seconds left here in the half. Dorco initially came up to move into the match, and Coach Michael Boyd changed his mind. He sent it, sends in Hunter Razor here with 40 seconds on the clock. Seton has a throw on the far side, and Flower with the back tap. We're trying to work it into the middle, and Anderson there poke it away. And now the Redskins try to move it. Zimmerman near midfield. She's cut off by Moss. Now working to the right side, and I believe Zimmerman's going to get called for a foul as she was trying to work on Olivia Moss. And it's a free kick for Seton as the clock rolls with 20 seconds. So the Saints will have to pick up the pace here a little bit. And down to 15. And the free kick will be taken by Megan Beal. Beal going to send it forward. Ottenrive pressured by Long. Under five, Zaposati eventually poked away from behind by Anderson. Cleared out to midfield. And that will do it for the first half. Boy, both teams have had chances here in the first half. But both teams' back lines have made stops when they've had to. And we are at halftime here in this district final. Anderson and Seton scoreless here on AndersonRedskins.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.
Abco Pavement Services, LLC, has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services.
Creating beautiful smiles every day. That is what we do at Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and Invisalign to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060.
entrust the buying and selling of your home to Sipsy Klein's number one Loveland agent, Kelly Williams. With over 25 years of living in Tiger Nation, Kelly truly cares about the community and her clients. Call her to get the most out of your experience. You can reach Kelly at 513-348-4548. That's 513-348-4548. We are just about to start the second half of this district final. Anderson and Seton scoreless. Uh, I'm Jason Griefer. Brock Faulkner with us. Also, Mike Reeder up here in the booth. Uh, Brock, an exciting first half here, even though it was nil-nil. Both teams have to feel pretty good about where they are, really on both sides of the ball, both offensively and defensively. Yep, you said it, Jason. Uh, both these teams have had many chances, and um, they seem to – Keep coming off the counterattacks, but both goalies are playing outstanding. Uh, you know, for the Saints, she's making some big saves down there, and um, Taylor for for the Anderson team, uh, being aggressive, coming out with a goal, um, just challenging shooters and not really giving them an opportunity to aim for a big part of the net or get their steps right before they're ready to actually shoot. I think it took Seaton a little. A little, a little bit of time, really the first eight to ten minutes to kind of settle in. But I thought the really for the much of the first half, they were a little more organized offensively in their sets, moving the ball around, chipping it up the sidelines, and trying to get players down to run. But uh, the back line of Anderson has been really Johnny on the spot when they've had to be. And uh, as you talked about, Ann Taylor, aggressive play coming out of that. But the back four for Anderson, they've really been tested today, and so far they've risen to the occasion. Yep, and we've seen a lot of – a lot of players uh, switching positions and, and kind of going out of the way uh, to cover for for their team members, and, and that's what you like to see, especially um, you know in high school sports. It's kind of the I got your back, you got mine, and um, they always end up holding it together, like you said. So it should be an interesting uh, second half here. And of course, Anderson trying to rally on and rally around. They miss everything on the year. Carly Steiner, who is out for the season after sustaining an injury in the sectional opener against Western Brown. So uh, one down, but the ne- it's next person up, and uh, Anderson has held thus far. So we're about to begin the second half. They'll switch sides. Anderson will have the opening possession. They'll go from right to left now from our vantage point here at the press box at Pat Mancuso Field and Princeton High School. Perfect night. A few clouds that were overhead at the start have since departed. Temperatures, I'd say around 60 degrees. Brock, you really couldn't ask for much better of a weather-type uh, atmosphere tonight uh, for this district final, especially in late October. Exactly, exactly. Here, in, um, you know, it's getting ready. November's in a couple days. And um, there, I think uh, last week we had a couple days when it was down, you know, 40, 50 degrees. So it could be a whole heck of a lot worse. So. Ball goes out of bounds after the initial tap there. Jordan Geis has returned to the field for Anderson, so good news Redskins fans there. Nothing too serious with her after she was a little shaken up at the end of the first half. Seton has possession right now, and I would say they probably had a 60-40 to edge in possession in the first half, but we don't have official numbers in front of us to determine that, but that's just by my own eye, probably somewhere in that range. Pass from Dorco to Geis just a little bit behind, and Zapasati now has it up at midfield and trying to move it to Haley Ottenreib. Ottenreib tried to play backwards for some reason, and guys sent over to the far sideline, and a foul is going to be called against Seton as 
they'll say Rice w took a shot r took a shot from behind. I believe that was Megan Beal they got for the foul. So Burdick will come up and take the free kick about five yards into the seat inside of the pitch straight away from the keeper. One up in the air, and she'll curl it towards the left side, and down there an opportunity. Geis has it inside the box, trying to play it back to the middle. Nobody is there. Initially, Sweeney will have a go from distance, but it's right at O'Shea, and she swallows it up. Not a bad idea. Sweeney didn't put a whole lot onto that as she was some 30 yards out, and the play was made. Zapasati goes down now for Seton as a header was played by Sweeney, and the header was played right into the face of Zapasati. So she is down right now, and they will stop play. Just one of those awkward uh, collisions there, Brock, where she was, you know, maybe a foot, foot and a half away from Sweeney and just took the full brunt of that header. Yeah, and, um, you know, you hate to see that uh, here on the field, just two girls trying to make a play. Um, and it's just unfortunate how, you know, um, Anderson's trying to go one way and, and the Saints the other, and unfortunately the ball hit her uh, right in the head. Hopefully it was, if anything else, maybe just caught her on the bridge of the nose. And whenever anybody that's ever taken any kind of shot to the bridge of the nose, boy, that, that just kind of resets the entire system. Your eyes water up. You just kind of get a little discombobulated. Hopefully that's the case, and it's nothing more than that. Yep, yep. I've, I've taken a couple shots to the nose, and even if, you know, nothing's broken. Uh, it still takes you a second to regain what's happening. She's still down on the field while they tend to her. The, cl the clock has stopped with 38-21 uh, on it. As uh, Victoria Zapasati, the freshman midfielder for Seton, who has played, I think, virtually the entire match here today up to this point, uh, is down and being tended to by the training staff. And she's a... Uh, now sitting up, but it's again still looks to from a far distance. Looks like she's still in a lot of pain. And again, what what we're talking about as far as a, a possibility to the bridge of the nose—that's pure speculation. Yeah, it was difficult to see where it actually caught her because it was such a bang bang play. And uh, now she's up on her onto her feet and uh, still trying to gather herself as she gets up to her feet. And you just hope that it's nothing more than just a just a minor thing. You know, obviously. The focus at any level of sports goes to head injuries and concussions and the, and the like. So they're going to take every precaution necessary to protect the player. And Zapasati is getting escorted to the sideline. And uh, hopefully it's nothing serious and she can return soon for Seton. And a nice hand here, I will say, by the Anderson fans in attendance for Zapasati. Just one of those freak plays that sometimes you get in a sport like this where the ball's deflecting and that, that pinball effect. And Victoria Zapasati was on the wrong side of it that time. So free kick will be taken down by Ann Taylor. And I'd have to think either now Burdick will take it. And I would imagine with this come, resuming play after an injury type of situation, and Burdick will descend at the length of the field, and she will. Try to move it forward there. And it's played in the midfield by Duffy. Duffy tried to play back the left side. It's eventually out as she was looking for Dorsey. Seton, though, was the last to touch, so it will be a throw for Anderson. Not a good throw, and it looked like it slipped out of the hands of Dorsey, and it's headed forward by Seton. Burdick, though, has it for Anderson. Shuffles it forward. It's sent right back to her by Megan Beal. Now with some pressure by Flower, and she has to send it back to Taylor. Taylor back to Burdick. On the left side, she'll now move towards Dorsey. 
Dorsey with a move around a defender. Nice move there by Catherine Dorsey. Tried to get up the left sideline. It wasn't to be had, though, and Seton intercepts. They'll deflect it forward, and Elena Sullivan will be the last line of defense for the Redskins. She'll play it on the right side. It's a mishandled event the first time, but the second time there. Now Sweeney with it. Sweeney, one of the captains for Anderson, plays a deep to Elena Sullivan, who was another captain for the Redskins. Now it's on the right sideline, and eventually trying to work for it is Hunter Razor. Razor lost it into the middle. Nobody there for Seton, and Dorco with the play, trying to move it forward, and I think Dorco was looking for the pass to Geis and probably should have just played it herself. There was nobody around there as the Saints defender was caught ball watching. Now up the left sideline, and a run coming for Seton. Long trying to press on... That looks like Ottenride from distance and a collision, and both of them go down. We play on. The ball is eventually deflected as Burdick tried to boot it forward. Ottenride there with the deflection. It's a goal kick. And I tell you, Brock, that freshman, Madeline Long, on defense just continues to dazzle. Yep, she is not not afraid of uh, some of the upperclassmen, and she'll get in there. And she's doing a very good job of, of shutting the quick Saints player down out there on the edge. And she's been battling against – that was – Otten Rive that time, who was tied for third in scoring in the GGCL. She's battled with Hoffman, who is also tied for third in scoring in the GGCL. And also Ellie Flower, who is the leading scorer in the GGCL with 16 goals. Yeah, she is not backing down. A yeah, very impressive uh, moxie for the freshman. A throw in by Hunter Geis, or Jordan Geis, I should say. I thought it was Hunter Razor first. It was Geis. And now moving forward, the ball is deflected out, and it will be a throw in for Seton, as they'll say Zimmerman touched it last for Anderson. 36 minutes remaining on the clock. We are still nil-nil. Ball headed out, and it will be once again a throw, and this time in the favor of Seton. Once again, they'll move about 10 yards forward and try it again. McKeel looking for an outlet to fire it in, and she'll do so for her, but there are only three black shirts there, but it squirts through to Flower. Flower trying to chip it to Hoffman. Good job by Burdick, and Burdick goes down as she just out-hustled Hoffman to the spot, and Hoffman basically cleaned her out. And a foul called against Julia Hoffman. So Burdick will eventually come back to take the free kick on her side of midfield. And five black shirts will line up deep on the left side, and she'll curl it in that way. Nobody there initially to play it for Anderson. It's eventually cleared off the left sideline for a throw-in for the Redskins. Jordan Geis will step into the third lane of the running track and wind up for a throw-in and gets it in. Chipped into the middle, but nobody there for Anderson. It's sent sky high, and Sarah Sweeney has to come get it in the midfield, battling with Ellie Flower. Now moving left side is Olivia Moss. Trying to move it down the left sideline is McKeel, and she boots it forward. Ellie Flower trying to hustle down. She's there, and Sullivan cuts her off, and so does Burdick. Ball stays in play, though. Into the middle. Flower is driving, but it's eventually cut off by the Redskins, and now they'll look to move forward on the counterattack. Up the left side, midfield, pass just out of the reach of Geis. Boy, she was, well, I tell you, if he had a radar gun on her, she probably had to have been about 30 miles an hour sprinting after that ball, trying to save it in play off of the pass from Sullivan and could not quite get there. Rolfus now plays it on the right sideline to Hoffman. Hoffman moving forward down inside. Sophie Schutte is there, and the pass deflected away underneath. And they will say it goes wide of the net, and they'll say Flowers the last one to touch it. There were two black shirts in the area. I thought it was going to be a corner at first, 
But the side official says Flower is the last to touch it. It went right wide of the cage to the right by a few feet. Taylor was there. Taylor off the kicks, bounces over the head of Dorco on the left sideline. Rolfus deflects it off of Geis, and it does a little buzzing of the towers for the ladies on the Anderson bench. Look out. Sophie Schutte heads it forward, but right to Burdick. Burdick playing at the length of the field and eventually trying to chase it down as a Seton defender, and she will clear it out of play. So not a bad move by Burdick and good pressure by Zimmerman to allow Anderson to move deeper into Seton territory for a throw here, seven minutes into the second half. Geis with a quick throw in to Sweeney, and Sweeney with a miss hit as she was trying to get it back to Geis. Eventually played long and off the chest of Dorsey and out for a Saints throw. Evaluating for the throw, and it's intercepted by Anderson, but deflected out. So moving forward about 10 yards is Matty Langdon for the throw and again for Seton. It's one of those things you don't talk about. See how many times we've seen that here today. A throw in that's immediately deflected out, and you move down 10 to 20 yards and try it again. This time the ball played out of play by Olivia Moss, and it will go over to Anderson for a throw. Both teams settling down defensively here thus far, I would say, in the second half. Neither really had a chance for a breakthrough with possession. What a wild attempt by Megan Beal to boot that one into play, and the, and the boot came up high. Now Seton on the run. Hoffman trying to make a move around. Dorco pass up through the middle, and it's there. To, and Ann Taylor is there to deflect it away as Ottenrive had a chance on it one-on-one, -on -one, and Taylor's aggressive moving from the keeper spot. May have just saved another goal. Yeah, these Anderson uh, players probably owe her lunch tomorrow. You're not kidding. That was a terrific feed from Hoffman to Ottenribe up ahead. That was some 40 yards right on the target. Seaton threatening again. It's deflected off a of Burdick, and that is going to be whistled as a handball. And I got that depends on the spot of where that was marked. It went off the arm of Burdick, but I think they're going to say it was outside of the box on the left side. It will, It is, so it'll be a free kick for Seaton instead of the PK. They were trying to clear it into the middle, and Burdick's arm caught the ball. Nothing malicious on the play, so a free kick for Seaton. They'll chip it in. Ottenreib is there, and it's cleared out initially by a Ritzkin defender before it gets to Taylor, and Sweeney clears it out for the moment. McKeel trying to send it back in. It's tapped and intercepted by Anderson. Now the left side, Dorco trying to get it out near midfield. Could she save it in play? Yes. First tap forward to Jordan Geis. Geis, though, I think just got in the way of Dorco's run. And Dorco, I think, letting, letting her know that she had a run, and Geis just really cut her off and wiped out a potential counterattack. Burdick taps it deep into Seton territory. It's headed to the left side, and Geis with another aggressive play, battling with Beal. Dorco comes away with it. She's tackled from behind by Rolfus. Rolfus gets it forward, and Rolfus eventually was down. I, I think Dorco eventually caught her trying to come back for the ball. And the foul was called, and it'll be a Saints free kick. Ten minutes gone by here in the second half of this district final. Seaton working with it on the left side in front of their own bench, intercepted by Anderson, but no, unable to move it forward are the Redskins. Seaton takes it back. Flower with a miss hit there and eventually played back to a teammate. This is Rolfus. 
Intercepted by Dorsey. Dorsey has it back, plays it off the chest, trying to move it to the left sideline, being ridden towards the sideline by the defender, Maddie Langdon, who does a perfect job of denying the ball. She'll kick it out for a side throw in for Anderson, but a nice job by the freshman, Maddie Langdon. She and Madeline Long, two freshman defenders, have played well. Dorsey gets it. She'll send it into the middle there. Zimmerman was the only redskin there. She couldn't quite get to it. McKeel was there to pressure from the backside, and the ball goes out of play as the Redskin player on the far side trying to play it on the right sideline. I'm not sure why. It looked like it was going to be off of McKeel for an Anderson throw. Couldn't quite tell who that was for the Redskins trying to make that play. might have been Madeline Long. But Redskins have it back. A throw is deflected off the head of a Saints player and trying to settle it. And now Seaton up and running off the left side. Sophie Shuddy on the left side trying to get it out there. And she has it out wide. Ottenreib negotiating, still evaluating. On that left sideline in the corner, around one. Ottenreib into the middle, and it's off the side of the cage for a goal kick. I think she was trying to get it to Julia Hoffman on the back post and just did not have the angle to clearance it towards Hoffman, and it hit the side of the frame for a goal kick coming from Ann Taylor. 28-20 remaining on the clock as Taylor sends the kick out near midfield. Dorco trying to play it. Eventually finds its way to Duffy. Dorco still battling on the sideline but can't quite do it. Loses it out of play for a seat and throw. Throw intercepted by Dorsey initially, and then she lost it. Hoffman has it back, and she goes down from behind off the foul from Dorsey as he, Dorsey was trying to recover. Physicality starting to pick up here in this second half. Obviously, you know, postseason time, it's winner go home. The winner moves on to the regional semifinal next Tuesday night to play the winner of Dayton Carroll and Lakota West. The loser sees their season come to an end. Off the free kick, in the middle. Flower, it's there. It's off the left side of the post and out of play. And Hoffman with her hands over her head there. That was a golden opportunity, and I don't think Flower was ever able to get a full contact on it. And it drifted wide of the goal. So another break for Anderson. Seton continues to impress with their set pieces just like that, but just could not get the contact. The, the play in was great from Hoffman, but Flower just could not get there. McKeel has a deep in her own territory for Seton. Now it's chipped toward the midfield. Ottenrive shuffles it off to the right side. It's deflected off of Dorsey and out of play for the throw in for Seton. 27 minutes remaining on the clock. Langdon was close to midfield as she was trying to throw it in. She's now told to move back about six yards. But she'll get the running start back to where she was anyway. Funny how that works. Headed back to Langdon off the play. Shuddy battling with Sweeney. Eventually finds its way to Kate Dorco. Dorco into the middle. Pressure from behind. Hunter Razor has to play it deep to Dorsey. It's deflected and a turnover here. Moving forward is Olivia Moss. Left side trying to get it out to Ottenreib. Ottenreib trying to move around Long, and Madeline Long just displaces Ottenreib. That is picture-perfect defense from Madeline Long, and now the freshman's trying to counter on the attack on the right side. Is cut off on the play by Christy Rolfus. Burdick with it out in the midfield line. A slotting tackle attempt from behind is not there. She'll send it down the length of the field, and O'Shea will have to come out and play it as Dorco was hustling in for the challenge. It's played right at the midfield line, and moving up the left side with it is Sweeney eventually deflected into the air, and a whistle is thrown 
And I believe it's going to be offside calls against the Redskins. So just under 26 minutes remaining here in the second half. Still looking for that first tally. Free kick played forward by Sophie Schutte. Now Hoffman. Hoffman has it. Shovels it forward to Moss. Moss up the left side. Ottenreib is there, but it, so is Ann Taylor, and Taylor beats her to the spot. How many would Seton have on the board right now if it wasn't for the aggressive keeping of Ann Taylor? I'd have to think right now, Brock, it'd have to be probably three or four in for Seton thus far. That's what I was thinking, too. Um, I know she, she had two stellar saves there in the first half, and I want to say that I think that's her second this half, too. So she's really stepped up to the plate here, and she's definitely doing her part to try to send this Anderson squad uh, to keep playing their season. And then Seton, Seton, as we said, the first two dist district games, sectional games, they put four on the board in each of those matches, so they're trying there. Hannah Keith into the game for the first time for Anderson. She takes the place of Riley Zimmerman. She'll play at one of those forward spots on the right side opposite of Jordan Geis. A throw in for Anderson deep in their own corner. And a throw in is taken and popped up into the air by Dorco and headed out by Seton. Playing it out there. It looked like that was Christy Rolfus. So a throw in and Burdick will shuffle it towards midfield and Rolfus lets it go. Geis has it out near midfield. Has two defenders on her. A heel touch to move it forward but nobody was there. It's shuffled out again out of play. And it will be another throw in for the Redskins. Dorsey will take it this time. 24 minutes remaining on the clock. Dorsey into Dorco, and Dorco couldn't handle it. Tough angle to try and play it for. Was Dorco was about a yard off the sideline and tried to turn toward the sideline to move it forward to Geis. Just ran out of real estate. Yeah, and you could tell she was frustrated with herself on that one. She thought she could... Easily pulled that off and unfortunately just slipped away from her. Sophie Roble checks in for Seton, taking the place of Maddie Langdon. And Roble will throw it after the giveaway. Roble throwing right to Anderson and a ping pong effect for it. Finds his way to Seton. They're going to send it down the length of the field. Flower is the only player down there for Seton, but she's some 10 yards away from Taylor who scoops it up. No harm done that time. 23 minutes remaining on the clock. Taylor holding the ball and trying to find a place to boot it away. And she'll send it skyward right to the midfield line and eventually played by Hunter Razor. Razor chips it forward. Dor Dorco out there trying to run it down. It's off now to Jordan Geis. Geis taps it forward into the box, trying to hustle it down. It will be cleared out for a corner kick for the Redskins. Nice play to tap it down there and earn the corner. Roble had to clear it away. I believe this is the third corner of the match coming for the Redskins. It will be taken by Sarah Sweeney in the left corner. Anderson puts nobody in on the net. And it also looks like Duffy will line up as if she might be near to take the corner, but now it will be Sweeney's ball. Curling in, and O'Shea pokes it away. There was an Anderson player who came in late. Geist took one from the top of the box, but it's high and wide for the goal kick. Hannah Keith came in late to step right in front of O'Shea, and O'Shea really had to reach over the top of Keith to try and smack that ball away. 
off of the kick. It's deflected on the far side by Razor toward the sideline. Flower trying to chase it down. Sullivan beats her to it, and Sullivan's going to send it back to the keeper, and Taylor, who shovels it back toward the midfield line. It's intercepted by Seaton, and now Hoffman trying to head it. Can't quite do it. Back to Rolfus. Sarah Sweeney of Anderson scoops it high. Out to the right side, Hannah Keith is in the area. Couldn't quite get it as McKeel works her. McKeel shuffles it along to Schutte. Now left side, it's intercepted. Madeline Long denies Ottenrive again. Madeline Long, I think, has been outside of Taylor, the defensive stalwart of this game thus far for the Redskins. Still a long way to go, 21-15, but the freshman is playing well beyond her years. A foul is called after Keith tried to shuffle one to the middle, just bumped McKeel from behind with really no reason to. And so Seaton will have a free kick on the Anderson side of the field. Free kick taken in. It's a low liner. Playable and a miss hit, and Flower taps it over her head. And now a chance inside is up, and it is a goal for Seaton. Olivia Moss, Johnny on the spot as Dorsey got a little careless trying to play it away. And instead of trying to use her head, she tried to use her foot to tap it away, and she whiffed on it. And Olivia Moss was there to put it into the top right corner of the net. And Seaton has drawn first with 20:42 on the clock leading 1-0 on the second goal of the season for Olivia Moss. Perfect time for it, too. And just a miscalculation from Dorsey as she was trying to play it inside. Just too much traffic to try and do what she did. And the chipped right over the top of Taylor really didn't have much of a chance. Now Seaton pressing again down the left side. Pass into the middle, and Elena Sullivan clears it away for Anderson. Up the left side, McKeel moving up from her defense spot and is taken away and displaced by Sweeney, who just plays it out off the sideline for a throw. Olivia Moss, her second goal of the season, puts Seaton ahead of Anderson 1-0 where Exactly midway through this second half now. Anderson must rally. A throw in deep, goes over everybody. Burdick clears it away for Anderson. McKeel trying to get it back, though, and out the left sideline. Ottenride battling for it. Sweeney eventually well back on the end line, has to send it out off the sideline for another Seton throw. Seton feeling the confidence here. And it's sent out and cleared off again for another throw for Seton. They feel it right now offensively. And conversely for Anderson, they've just not been able to get anything going with possession, let alone offensive attack here in the second half. Throw it eventually played back. Now headed forward. Trying to move it. There, out to the right side. Now the left side, I should say. Dorsey has it for Anderson. Dorsey sending it forward, but it's easily intercepted by Moss on the sideline. Dorco trying to battle with Moss for possession. Just seems like every time Anderson turns around with the ball, there's three white shirts waiting. Possession there, a deflection moving forward by Flower, and Ann Taylor has to come forward again and may have just saved another goal. Burdick tried to clear it away, but Flower was there to deflect it, and it went right back towards Taylor who came out of her way to try and knock it away. Should he had a chance for a moment, it was intercepted. This Seton 
forward line right now I think is smelling blood. Dorsey tried to play it away and whiffed and said just has to pooch it out to the sideline for another seat and throw. Sophie Robel will throw it in over the top. It's deflected by Flower, and it'll go over the end line for a goal kick. You can just see right now the extra really hop in the step of the Saints players, whereas Anderson, I think right now they're just still searching for answers. What can we do offensively? And I think the first thing you have to be able to do is possess the ball, and they've not really been able to do that much here in the second half with any kind of consistency. Possession here as Brooke Berry deflects it out to the far side to Malvin Long, who's now shifted from left back to right back. And that's where the adjustments have to be made with Carly Steiner out. Throw in to Jordan Geis. Geis has been quiet tonight. Here's one into the middle. But Seaton is there to clear it away. Dorsey trying to intercept in midfield and now move forward. Catherine Dorsey gets deflected off the body of Moss out to the left side. Ping pong battle for it, and Seaton will finally clear it into its own bench for an Anderson throw. 17-15 remaining on the clock, and potentially in the Redskins' season, they trail Seaton 1-0. On the far side, battling forward is Ellie Flower. Working with Madeline Long, they'll say Long touched it last, and Flower was going to throw it in, now leaves it back to McKeel. McKeel will just send it back to another defenseman, and now they'll send it forward. Wide open lanes in the midfield right now as well. Hoffman now off the left side, trying to get it in there, and a chance into the middle. Flower is there, but... Not much on the shot, though. Taylor there for an easy scoop. Also in there probing is Sophie Schutte. But saved by Taylor, not much on the shot. Headed back to midfield and misplayed by Anderson initially. Now they save it, but the pass out to the left sideline to Dorco is well off the mark, and Seton has another throw. Anderson just has no organization offensively here in this second half, and you credit the Seton defense. They have been everywhere. Ball goes out forward. Anderson throw on the near sideline. As Anderson will send Abby Ellis and Riley Zimmerman back into the match. Dorco will come out along with Hannah Keith. What can Michael Boyd's team draw up here with 15.50 to go, needing at least one to force overtime? It's headed forward by Seton, trying to play it as Ellie Flower. Just a back touch to Hoffman. It's deflected by one Redskin, now eventually played deep by Anderson. Guy's trying to chase it down, but it's tapped over the head to Beal. Beal now backheads it to a teammate, Robel, off the right side. Now Robel has it off the foot, and she'll lob it towards midfield. And Seton more than content to do this. Hoffman heads it forward. Now up the sideline, Auten Rive on the left side, a collision with Burdick as she was going up for the ball, and it goes out of play. And it's a throw in for Anderson. They just say it's a play on. And I like that call from the from the referee here as both were in the air going for the ball at the same time. No malice there, just a, just a collision. Left side, Hunter Razor trying to do something with it. Now around one defender is Zimmerman. Zimmerman into the middle to Geis. Geis, pressure on her from behind and loses possession. And then really a careless sliding attempt on the far sideline to Ottenrive. And Geis is frustrated right now and having a conversation with the official, trying to say she was hit right on the top of the foot, maybe even spiked. 
And Geis, I think, is just frustrated. She has not really had really any opportunities today. She has had multiple Seton defenders around her all night. And I think that's what it is more than anything else right now is frustration. She'll make it another chance here. Moving forward against Beals. Beal went up high with the foot again. And this time a foul will be called. And Jordan Geis really with almost a sarcastic thank you from the official. Megan Beal's been done that, I'd say, five or six times going high with the boot. And one of these times, if she's not careful, she's going to catch somebody with a spike. That's a dangerous play that has to be called eventually. So now Burdick will step up about 10 yards outside of the box on the left side for a free kick here. And this is his golden of opportunity as Anderson has had here in the second half. Can they capitalize with 13.40 on the clock? Burdick, a low screamer. She was trying to put that on frame, and it was easily blocked away by Robel. That's twice now that Burdick has done that. Trying to just play it on the near side with no one there. A shot from distance by Long is nowhere near the mark, and it'll end up being a goal kick. Not sure about the, the decision there, Brock, to try and play it on the near side and just have it go right at net from about 30 yards out. Yeah, it, it is a gutsy decision, um, but at the same time, it is one of those choices that if it pays off, then she looks like a genius. <laughs> Abby Ellis. Still out there battling. She's actually just seeing some limited action here in the second half. Dorco has returned to replace Brooke Berry. Long slits down the le left sideline. Dorsey is there, down deep, and it's eventually cleared out by Beal. And, boy, Beal just put a shoulder right into the chest of Dorsey. And Coach Boyd and the entire Anderson bench wondering, what's it going to do to get a whistle? Boy, Beal has been really aggressive, bringing the – the spike, the boot up high that time. She just really with the body check on Dorsey, but nothing is called. Off the goal kick. It's eventually found back to Burdick near midfield. Sullivan had it, lost it. It's taken away by Shuddy up the left, left sideline trying to negotiate his Ottenrive, working against Long, and Long wins that battle. She deflects it out before Ottenrive can get a run going. It'll be a Seton throw, 12-10 remaining on the clock. And Seton still leading 1-0 as Maddie Langdon re-enters for the Saints, taking the place of Sophie Robel at right back. McKeel on the left side throws it into the middle. Shuddy with a header over her head. Burdick is there to play it away for Anderson at midfield. Beal battling with Dorco. The ball goes out of play off the chest of Beal for an Anderson throw. A long throw in. And headed out immediately by McKeel. So Anderson moves 20 yards down the field. They'll try it again. Long will throw another one in. This time it's headed into the middle. And Beal goes high with the boot again to play it towards midfield. This time there was nobody near. Sweeney with the touch. Misplay. Dorsey in. Trying to get a shot on and just didn't really have her balance with her and not much on it. O'Shea was there all the way. That was a, a routine save for Sarah O'Shea, the Seton keeper. She'll launch one towards midfield. It's played back by Anderson. Now Seton retains. And before they can move forward, does Anderson, they commit a foul. I think they may have gotten Zimmerman with the foul, so a Saints free kick. Under 11 minutes remaining here at Pat Mancuso Field. Anderson needing one to draw level and try and send this match to overtime. A play by Geis down deep and Beal there. Racing with Dorco, and Beal will clear it off the sideline for a throw. Dorsey with a quick throw into Dorco, oh, back to Dorsey. 
Dorsey on the left side into the middle. Chances there. Sweeney was on the run, but it was eventually cleared away by a defender. That was Olivia Moss coming down from her midfield spot to deny a chance. Anderson with it. Starting to possess it a little bit more here. Guys up the left side couldn't handle the pass. She tried to really stop it with her left foot instead of continuing her run. For as magnificent as Geis was in the first in the two matches in the sectional, she's been frustrated here today. Anderson off of a collision gets it back, but Dorsey with just a careless pass. It's intercepted. Now one touch the other way to Ottenribe. Burdick, though, intercepts, and she'll send it back to Ann Taylor. Taylor back to Burdick. Under 10 minutes to go. Up the right side. Played into the air. Anderson trying to move it around. Can't quite do anything with it near midfield. It's tipped forward for Seton. Ottenribe trying it down the left side. She'll tap it into the middle, and Sophie Schutte is there trying to get it back for her team. Can't quite do it. Madeline Long denies her. It goes off the near the sideline. Ottenribe tried to play it forward, and Long forced her to boot it out. It will be a throw-in for the Redskins. Let's change that. It's a throw for Seton. I thought the referee signaled a throw for Anderson, but... It's a Saints throw. Throw and goes deep, and Sweeney had to play. I think she wanted to let it go over the end line for a goal kick, but she was pressured at the last moment by Olivia Moss, who has the lone tally in this match. Had to play it off the sideline for a throw in. Sophie Robel, who's re-entered the fray, now she's out at left back, will take the throw in. Has it to Moss, trying to play it over her head, still working inside the box. Now we'll chip it out a little further back, and Seton will elect to work it back and then reorganize. Ellie Flower collides with Burdick. Ball pops into the air to the left side. Ottenribe trying to move forward with it. Can't quite do it. It goes back to the back line there. Shuddy, good idea on the left side, but just out of the reach of Robel and out for an Anderson throw. 8.25 remaining possibly in Anderson's season as Emily Duffy re-enters the match for Anderson. Jordan Geis will come out. It has just not been her night tonight thus far, and perhaps Coach Boyd getting her a breather before the final stretch run. And also on the other side for Seton, who have not seen Victoria Zaposati return to this match after going down within the first couple of minutes of the second half. In fact, I see her on the sideline with a hooded sweatshirt on. Her night might be over with. Hoffman gets taken down from behind on an exchange with Abby Ellis, so a foul is called. A free kick coming for Seton about 15 yards into Anderson territory and straight away from Ann Taylor. And now stoppage in play here with 7.32. Not sure why the, the, the clock was stopped here unless there was something going on beyond the field of play. I'm not sure. Now they'll play free kick on the right side. Looking for it is Langdon. Langdon 101 in the corner, and it's eventually out of play, and it will be a corner kick for Seton as she played it off the knee of Hunter Razor. So it'll be a corner kick for the Saints on the near side. Sophie Robo will take it. 7-10 remaining on the clock. And Seton here with a chance possibly to put the nail in the coffin if they're able to put this one in. Seton awfully spread out right now, spreading out this Redskins defense as Robel 
awaits the signal that it's okay to take the free kick. Robel, low screamer. It's playable and headed on by Flower, but wide of the frame. A perfect kick into the middle. Flower just couldn't line it up to put it on target. And now Taylor going to go try and go quickly with the free kick with seven minutes remaining. She'll play it up the right side. And eventually a Zimmerman trying to poke it forward but couldn't quite find Emily Duffy. Seaton has it back, and they'll just chip it down deep into Anderson territory. And you have to think now the Saints are going to start thinking about working a little clock and maybe not being so aggressive offensively so as to avoid giving up the counter. Beal once again goes high with that left foot. The ball is sent deep into Seaton territory, and O'Shea, the only person near it, to swallow it up. O'Shea will send it forward. Sweeney, a miss hit, goes off towards the right side where it is picked up by Julia Hoffman. She'll skip it over and try to find Flower, but Sullivan does a great job to deny her access to the ball. It goes out for an Anderson throw, and Sullivan will take it and send it back to Burdick. Six minutes remaining on the clock, and Anderson's still looking for the equalizer. Burdick up the right side, and there are about six white shirts for Seton in that, in that last line of defense awaiting that one. Intercepted, Sweeney trying to move around one. Sarah Sweeney intercepted initially, but she got it back. Sweeney sends it back to Hunter Razor. Razor back to Sweeney in the middle. Now moving left side to Elena Sullivan, who's moved up. On the back side, a potential is there for Anderson, but Riley Zimmerman could not corral it off of the bounce as she was battling with Sophie Robel. It goes out for a goal kick. Nice idea by Sullivan on the left side, and we see maybe a little bit of an adjustment here, Brock, as Elena Sullivan, who's been so good in defense, now moving up on the left side in the midfield. Yeah, they moved her up and uh, are utilizing her speed a little more um, and creating a chance there. They're going to need a couple more here within five minutes to go. Sophie Schutte, after the initial play, went down just really slowly as she collided, I think, with Sweeney, and they're going to stop the clock now with 4.57 to play there. It didn't look like anything serious there on the collision. I'm not sure if it's just a cramp or what, or if she just accidentally you know, banged knees with Sweeney or what have you. But now a good timeout here with the injury stoppage for Anderson possibly to get reorganized offensively because you know at this point Seton's probably not going to be looking too much to attack. They're just going to try and sit back and, and ride this thing out to the end. Yep, you said it. they're going to try to sit back and kind of play keep away um, so, so, uh, in a sort of kind of way. But Anderson has been good all night off of a turnover or off of a counterattack or – or a broken play. So this would be the best time for that as the Saints are probably going to just try to hang back and not attack very much to get that turnover and, and then going at O'Shea. At what point here with five, roughly five minutes to go on the clock, if you're Anderson, do you start bringing your defense up forward and pressing up? I mean. you can't. I, I can't imagine you can't be too far away from doing that. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, you also need to get uh, ball control. And here in the second half, it's it's been all all seaten. So um, that is a it, it is a gutsy move, but I'm sure it'll happen at some point in time. So O'Shea will take the freebie and will boot it towards midfield, and it is headed back down by Razor. Ping pong in the air for it still. Neither Geist nor Sweeney decide to go for it. Eventually, it's cleared back to Anderson deeper. They'll try and move it forward. Dorsey had. Uh, 
the window for a second, but it's closed off quickly by Megan Beal, who spins away from two defenders to get the ball forward. Intercepting it, trying to press forward is Abby Ellis. Anderson really sensing the urgency. They'll get a throw in on the near sideline. Geis with it. They're trying to hurry up to signal to Geis, we got to get organized here. There's only 425 left. Sweeney will chip it forward. Dorsey was down there, but it's headed up into the air by a Seton defender. Dorco had a chance and just mishit it. It was deflected right to her, right on her foot, and it might have just crawled up her ankle when she went for the shot, and it was never even close. Burdick, pass attempt blocked by Flowers, and she'll get a throw in four minutes on the clock. Anderson still trailing 1-0. A long throw by Burdick is intercepted by Seton. Now Razor plays it off of her chest, trying to tap it forward, but right to a Seton, and they will play it forward, but a foul is called on Ellie Flower, so a free kick and a golden opportunity here, and Flower's not certain what she did as she was battling with Hunter Razor. She gets called for a foul, still has her hands up in the air, saying, what did I do? But Anderson now with a free kick, and Burdick's going to take it this time, and I have to think she's going to try and play it towards where everybody's lined up and not just the left side. Burdick, a lobber in. That is playable, and it just goes wide. Nobody from Anderson could get to it. O'Shea backed off at the last moment to let it go. There were three black shirts in the area, and the ball just seemingly floated away over the end line, and no harm done to Seton. 3-10 on the clock. Sweeney played it. Guy's trying to do something with it. Instead, Seton clears it the length of the field to Taylor, who was approaching midfield at the time, and I think now the time comes that Anderson's going to have to start really bombing everybody forward. Abby Ellis trying to move it forward. Now Madeline Long on the right side. There's three white shirts around her. It's deflected out for a throw. Long will throw it in deep, but there's nobody there. They'll move it 15 yards forward. It's deflected out eventually, I believe. No, it stays in. I thought it was out, but now it stays in play. Dorsey in the middle has it. Off the nice feed, but working to the right sideline. She could just never get anything with it. Dorco, now a go for Razor, but an offside will be called against Dorco on the initial touch. A late whistle, but the flag was up, and I think that's the second time Dorco's been whistled being offside. 2.15 remaining on the clock. And Anderson still looking for the equalizer. On the left side after the free kick, Burdick. Eventually has to chase it down. Two minutes remaining. Dorco trying to find something. Can't quite do it. It's turned over. Geis chips it over to the left side. Elena Sullivan is moving up to the forward spot right now. Has it down in the corner. Sullivan deflects it over the end line. It'll be a corner kick for Anderson. I think that's exactly what Sullivan was trying to do. Off the knee of Flower, and Sarah Sweeney will set it for the corner with 90 seconds remaining on the clock. I think you're right there, Jason. She took a, she took a look realized where she was and just hit it as hard as she could at the defender. Sweeney gets herself evaluated. 125 remaining. Low screamer in there, and nobody could get it on frame. Anderson still with possession. Sullivan will try it again, this time to the back post. It's headed on and just wide, and I mean just wide of the right post. They're signaling it was touched last by O'Shea, so it is a corner. Now to the far side, one minute on the clock. Geis will take it for Anderson. From the right side on the free kick. Fans here urging Geis, you got to go. Geis, a low line drive towards the top of the box. Not her best effort at all. 
and Seaton will clear it away. Taylor would come up front, and now it's out for another Anderson throw. 40 seconds on the clock. A throw in played by Seaton. Challenge forward again, this time towards the right side of the box. Dorco is there. She'll clear it out. It looks like it's going to go out for another corner. 30 seconds remaining. Anderson desperately looking for the equalizer. Burdick will come down and take the free kick. 20 seconds remaining. Even the goalie's in on this one. Uh, from the corner, Burdick is in. It's deflected. Shot on goal. It's there. It's an Anderson goal. With 12 seconds on the clock in Anderson's season, they tie it off of the corner kick. Abby Ellis, her second of the season, knots this thing up in the last possible second. Could you ask for a more dramatic finish here for the Redskins? We are level at one with 12 seconds to go in the match. Play goes out there as Abby Ellis with five seconds on the clock. Seaton will wind it down, and we are going to overtime. Abby Ellis off of the corner kick from Mackenzie Burdick with 12 seconds left, puts it over the top of O'Shea, and we are going to overtime. Yeah, this, uh, this Anderson team has a new life. You see them all sprinting off the field while Seaton walks over to their sidelines. Um, you can definitely tell who has the momentum going into halftime or uh, overtime. Now, we're in overtime here, which we don't have in the regular season. It is a sudden victory situation in this overtime session. It will be a 15-minute overtime period as they will get five minutes to regroup here now. So a 15-minute overtime period. If no one scores during that instance, we will go to another 15-minute overtime period. No goals there. Then we go to penalty kicks. We're going to take a break here and catch our breath. Abby Ellis, with 12 seconds remaining in Anderson's season, puts the ball in the back of the net, and we are tied at one. Anderson and Seton are going to overtime next on AndersonRedskins.org and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today.
Abby Ellis has saved Anderson's season at least for now. She scores with 12 seconds remaining in regulation time to tie this match at one. And now we'll go to a 15-minute overtime period that is sudden victory. First goal wins. But before we get there, Brock, both teams kind of huddled on the sideline. As you talked before the break, Anderson obviously a deep sigh of relief knowing they're still going to play on, but the excitement is there on the other side of your seat and the mindset now has to be, I would think, a mental reset. You were right on the verge of victory and moving on, and Anderson pulls level. Yep, for, for Seton, you got to regroup, um, you know, calm down. It is what it is. You gave up a goal um, and just kind of look at it that way. And for this Anderson squad, you're riding high. You need to keep that momentum going. But at the same time, you got to be a little careful. You know, you don't want to get careless. Um, you don't want to go out there um, – really aggressive for balls and, and, you know, start getting fouls called. And, um, you know, Ann Taylor, she's been great back there in goal. Um, so if I'm Anderson, I know I have that back there. So I'm going to be trying to pressure as much as I can um, to start this overtime period. Again, it is a sudden victory period. It will be 15 minutes on the clock. If someone scores in the, within this period, the, the, the match is over. That wins it. If there is no score during if this 15-minute period, we will go to another 15-minute period. Uh, same situation. Somebody scores, match is over. If no goal at that point after a second 15-minute overtime period, we will then go to penalties. As the teams re-enter the field, Anderson will once again be going from right to left. And Seton will begin this overtime period with possession. The winner is on to Tuesday's regional semifinal to take on the winner of Dayton Carroll and Lakota West. Thank you to everyone listening in here on AndersonRedskins.org. What a blast this has been. Two teams that you really hate to see with the way they play, that there has to be a team that has to go home after this one. Both teams have played so well. And how about Anderson? Um, you know, we've talked about how great the goalkeeper has been, but their defense, too, and, and – They've scored four goals in their first two games of the postseason and only one here tonight. So uh, kudos to them. Overtime is underway. Elena Sullivan on the left side battling for it with Sophie Robles moved up to the forward spot. Now launched in by Langdon, and Taylor has to go up and uh, snatch it away. No harm done. There was a Seton player charging in, but Taylor was there well in time as we are just underway here in overtime. Ball lands off the kick right at midfield. Dorco had it for a moment, lost it. Now it's back into the possession of Abby Ellis, who remains on the field, and I think well-deservedly so to start this overtime after saving Anderson's life with 12 seconds to go in regulation time. On the left side, Seton swipes it into the middle, and Ellie Flowers there trying to get it out to Robel, moving forward, but she can't quite get to Taylor, and Robel just with a collision with Taylor as she was denied 
the ball by Elena Sullivan, and Goble just ran right into Taylor. And I think the official telling her, hey, don't do that. She's getting a warning. No flag or no whistle, I should say, was blown, but she's telling her, hey, you got to watch that. Anderson fans, you could probably hear it through our microphones, wanting some kind of foul call. Ball tapped forward by Geis, who's really moved back into the midfield, I'd say the last 20 minutes or so of this match. He has not really been up and forward as she normally has been. Elena Sullivan with a throw on the left side. Dorsey trying to chase it down on the end line, and it's deflected out, and it will be a goal kick. Dorsey tried to say she played it in off the foot of Langdon. Couldn't quite do so. It's a goal kick for O'Shea, and I think the right call. O'Shea, not a good kick there forward as Dorsey plays it back off of her, uh, the side of her head. Now taken away by Geis. Dorsey now back to Geis with a run down the left sideline, and it will eventually go too far out of play over the end line for a goal kick. And I think a nice job there by Beal. It looked like she initially she was going to try and clear it off the sideline for an Anderson throw, but decided to let it go over the end line. Wise play by Megan Beal. And Megan Beal, the def senior defender for Seton, has really been in the mix of just about every kind of play tonight. Sarah Sweeney with it off the intercept. Up the left side, Elena Sullivan, a long pass, but a bit too long. It goes down the sideline and out of play. Good idea there from Sweeney, but just a little bit too much mustard on the pass as Anderson will send in Emily Duffy of the next stoppage in play. Ball back into play, now goes out for Another throw for Seton. And they'll wait. I think it closer to the ball moves closer to midfield before Duffy is allowed to substitute in. Throw in. Rolfus will take it and throw it deep, but it's right to Geis, who really just misplayed it with the head and right to a Saints defender. It's deflected right to Catherine Dorsey. Dorsey working into the middle, displaced easily by Maddie Langdon. Nice play, but on the right side, Madeline Long has it for Anderson. Long. Negotiating, still has it. Madeline Long trying to make it through. Madeline Long with the left foot. It's blocked. Second half, Jordan Geis is blocked away over the end line. It'll be a corner kick again for Anderson. Madeline Long just continues to create opportunities. Anderson will have another corner to be taken on the left side. And now Emily Duffy will enter the match to take the place of Jordan Geis. Sarah Sweeney will take it again. A goal wins it. This is sudden victory here in the playoffs. Sarah Sweeney from the left corner. In right there, O'Shea punches it away. It's tapped back toward the net. Ball still in the air, and O'Shea finally is able to grab it and go down. She collided with Zimmerman and I think three of her own teammates, but Sarah O'Shea is there to make the stop. She'll send the kick skyward toward midfield. It'll eventually bounce back to Mackenzie Burdick, who sends it forward. Dorsey was trying to play it back but Seton has it on the right side, Langdon. Moving it forward to Flower, tried to. Burdick was there to intercept. And a foul going to be called right at midfield. It was Olivia Moss, who has the lone goal for Seton, just put a forearm into the back of Emily Duffy as she was trying to play it on the header. So a free kick to be taken, likely by Burdick, back near midfield. And as Anderson fans know, and we have seen here tonight, Burdick certainly has the lead to get it into a playable position for the Redskins here, even though she is all the way back at midfield. Ten minutes remaining here in this overtime period. Burdick down the middle. That's a playable ball, but the only player to be able to get it is Seton, and a roll towards the far sideline, and Makia will play it 
deep, and eventually it will go off the foot of Long on the far side for a seat and throw. So a break there for the Saints. Off the throw, and Hoffman on the left sideline. It's intercepted. Now Hoffman has it back, trying to work with Flower. Hoffman into the middle, but right to Elena Sullivan of Anderson. Pass deflected, and eventually Ellis has it. Now she gets it back to Hoffman on a turnover, and Seton wants a run down the left sideline. Flower down there, Burdick to meet her, and Burdick will just clear it out of play as Burdick is checked down from behind by Flower. Anderson fans, want, again, wondering where a foul is on the play. They won't get it. Definitely seeing some more physical play from both sides now that they're in overtime, and they know. It only takes one. I think it's bordering on chippy at times, too, there. That's a great point there, Brock. Off the throw, Moss could not handle the initial touch. Just a misplay. It'll be a goal kick for Taylor. Nine minutes remaining in this overtime session. All it takes is one goal, and the match is over. The winner moves on to Tuesday's regional semifinal. It was headed forward. Dorco couldn't chase it down. Now she's trying to hustle back on defense, working against Beal on the right side. Beal taps it forward, but does so out of play as she was looking for Flower and just ran out of real estate. Nice job by the Anderson midfielders to really ride her out of play. Long throw towards midfield, but right to Christy Rolfus of Seton. She sends it skyward and out of play for another Anderson throw. Elena Sullivan will take it, and she'll fire it towards midfield. Dorsey missed again with the header, but it's played off the chest of Langdon and out of play for another Anderson throw, this time on the positive side of midfield. Sullivan in and played right back out, this time to Coach Michael Boyd, and we'll move down and play it again. Anderson will take this. We're just going to keep going down the field, and that's what they're doing. Seton's just booting it out. Anderson's moving 20 yards down the field, and we try it again. Sullivan this time will field it a little deeper to be played by Sweeney. Sweeney with the left boot down the left sideline. No one there initially. She's going to try to hustle it down, and it's going to be played off the sideline by Langdon for another throw near the corner spot, but it just a throw. 7.40 remaining in this overtime period. Into the middle. It's Dorco. Dorco evaluating. It's poked away from behind and out for another Redskin throw. Sullivan looking for someone off the throw. She'll fire it into the middle, and Dorsey. Dorsey will send it back to Sullivan off of deflection. It's eventually booted forward by Hunter Razor. Razor trying to push and can't quite get there. It's deflected over to Sullivan. Two players go down. Now a third is shaken up on the play, and eventually it comes out to Ellie Flower at midfield, and Seton wants to move. Hoffman up the left side. It's off the back heel of Ottenribe, off the left heel, I should say. Now Flower in the middle. She has space. Flower trying to move forward, working against Burdick. She'll go to the right side to Maddie Langdon. Langdon on the right side into the middle. That's a playable ball, and it is in, and that will do it. Off the left side in the cross, and Seaton puts it towards the left side of the net, and Taylor could not get to it, and this match is over. Seaton wins 2-1 to one off of a play that really kind of developed out of nowhere. I couldn't tell who got the boot on net. Langdon had the pass into the middle, and the shot on goal was just perfect. There was nothing Taylor could do about it.
Seton wins two to one, scoring with 6.37 remaining in overtime. Uh, Anderson's season now comes to an end. It's just their second loss of the year. I gotta tell you, Brock, both these teams are getting a standing ovation and deserve it. This was a tremendous soccer match. Yes, it was. And you know, if you're a fan of Anderson, you hate to see this because you pretty much controlled the entire overtime there for the, the last 10 minutes or so. Um, and it just so happens that that one shot, um, unfortunately, beat you. So. I think it might have even been Olivia Moss once again who got it. Again, I couldn't tell. It was She and Robo were both in the area. Nevertheless, it doesn't matter. Seton is moving on to the regional semifinal this Tuesday night. Anderson's season ends here in the district final. They will finish this year 13-2-3. You'll probably have some Redskins fans wondering what if. It, Carly Steiner was in this match. Would it be a different result? They'll argue yes. Anderson comes to the sideline now and getting a standing ovation from the Redskins fans here in attendance. Redskins fans, wherever you're listening in, you ought to be proud of this team for the effort they've shown all season long and the effort they played here uh, with tonight. R easily in the second half of regulation time, Brock could have just played this thing out. Seton was in control for much of it, and they just kept fighting back and got the equalizer with 12 seconds to go in regulation time. And in overtime, you just credit Seton. They made the play when they had to and, and won it. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, for Anderson, um, they very easily could have quit there. They came out in the first half firing on all cylinders, um, really controlling the pace of the game. And then in the second half, it just got away from them. Um, started making uh, some mistakes. Turnovers kind of got them a little bit. Um, but, you know, they ended up rallying back, and they did get that goal there right at the end of uh, regulation to force the overtime and came out in overtime and performed really well. So y you got to be proud of, of the Anderson Redskins here for what they were able to do this season and only two regulation losses. It's still not that bad. No, a terrific season for Coach Boyd and his entire squad. Uh, this was a tremendous soccer match, folks. Uh, credit to both teams. Congratulations to both teams. One team had to move on, and unfortunately for the Redskins, it, it is not them. The Seton Saints are on to the regional semifinal next Tuesday night as they defeat Anderson 2-1 to one in overtime. For Mike Reeder and Brock Faulkner, I'm Jason Griefer. Thank you so much for joining us. What a blast this was today. But unfortunately, Anderson comes up just short as Seton defeats Anderson 2-1 to one in overtime. You've been listening to Anderson Redskins Girls Soccer on AndersonRedskins.org and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.